whoever said a woman's place is in the home never met Abby Auerbach, Executive Vice President and Chief Communications Officer at TVB, a trade association representing the local broadcast television industry. A truly dynamic, driven, and quintessential woman who figured out very early in her career how to navigate the business landscape of mostly men to get to where she is today, at the top of her game and still running circles around others, proving that women can become strong advocates for themselves and can make a difference. And that she did in 2020. She founded TVB's Next Women program that identifies, prepares, and advocates for women in the local broadcast television industry as they aspire to leadership roles. Abby fills us in on how she consistently and constantly uses her voice and her platform to create change in her industry. You're listening to Extraordinary Work, conversations about creating change. I'm Terry Yaffe, a certified executive career and business coach and founder of Try Coaching. I strongly believe that these compelling conversations will guide you in making better life decisions. Welcome, Abby Auerbach. How are you today? I started out my day great, and now it's wonderful because I'm with you, Terry. I feel the same way. Just in all transparency, Abby and I have known each other a really long time. And I have to say, I am always in awe of what this woman has created for herself. It's nothing short of amazing. So, Abby, tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are. You know, from the beginning to here, I think it's a series of inventions and reinventions. When I think back at my career and my education, I studied art and marketing in school with a goal of getting into advertising, maybe being a creative director. But I got my first job at Ogilvy in the media department. And then I acquired a whole bunch of experiences and skills around negotiation and media and media technology. And then I came to TVB and I started to wear hats around communications and PR. And I've really been over the years, even though I've only worked in two different companies, I've worn so many different hats and I've really been exploring it. Every opportunity I have new skill sets and new ways to reinvent and to stay engaged in my profession and continue to demonstrate what I could bring to the game. And you have brought a lot to the game, especially in a male-dominated industry. Abby, tell us a bit about how you figured out how to navigate this landscape and ultimately rising to the top of your game. My mantra has really been to just show up every day and be the best I can be and to continue to bring new ideas, actionable ideas, and to see them through fruition. And in doing that in my profession, I always keep my sights on proving to myself what I can accomplish. 
So I've been very self-motivated in that. And along the way, it's very easy to observe that this is a male-dominated industry because I would find myself very often the only woman in the room, the only woman at the table. Even when I was leading the conversation at the table, I was often the only woman. And so as I was demonstrating to myself sort of the proof of concept of who I could be and what I could accomplish, it became clear to me very early on that I also wanted to help bring other women along and help them feel empowered to do similarly for them. And in my leadership at Ogilvy, where I ran a team of mostly all women and a lot of young women, there were many mentoring opportunities. And here at TVB, I have a leadership role where I interface with women in many different roles at many different levels and women who I have come to understand have great aspirations, but also great hesitations. And so it was through that lens that I went to our board with the suggestion that we start a next women's program. Before we get to the next women's program, which I definitely, because certainly you create a lot of change in in starting that and founding that, you touched upon having a seat at the table. I am sure that that was not the easiest for a woman in a male dominated company. Perhaps share one or two ways that you feel you were able to grab and to hold on to and to truly be listened to and heard at that table. Because there are women probably that have a seat at the table, kind of, sort of, maybe, that are not taken seriously. Well, I don't think I always was. That had to be earned. And it's hard earned because I think certainly in the years when I was coming up in my career, you had to not only be as good, you had to be better. And you needed to be able to bring useful, smart, actionable ideas. And you needed to be able to demonstrate that you could bring them to fruition. Along the way, I picked up some really wonderful little nuggets of advice that I put into action that worked for me. It may not work for everybody, but I heard somebody speak once about women's getting a seat at the table. And she talked about the fact of just our physical stature. You know that men literally take up more room at the table. They certainly in those days took up a lot more room in the conversation. But this woman recommended that you go and sit at the table and you stake out your space. You put your phone over here, you put your pad over there, you spread your arms out, you sit at the table, and you literally own space at that table. Again, don't get crowded. And I made a habit of that. The other thing that I made a habit of was not trying to look like and be one of the guys. There was a woman in the room. And that was okay because that differentiated me from everybody else. So I wouldn't wear the pantsuit, the power pantsuit. I wore a dress. I wore a pink dress. I wore a red dress. I wore an orange dress. You know, if you look, if you look back at the conferences at TVB in the early years, you'll see a sea of men in dark suits and Abby in a red dress. 
And as long as I was confident that I could put a stake in the ground in that type of way and deliver because I was bringing value to the conversation, then I thought that this is a wonderful way for me to differentiate myself that the men in the room didn't have. And I wanted to own that. And I did. And I do. And I continue to do both of those things today. What great, great advice for people to hear. You you literally got to the table and made it your mission to stand out, that you positioned your, your, your phone, your pad, even though you're not certainly as tall or as big as any of probably the men in the room, but you wore a color that let people know you were there. And you were a force to be reckoned with. But that's not enough. What I also hear is you came with an arsenal of value, of ideas that once implemented would create not only change, but what every company is driven by financial gain. And that you let them know that these ideas are not only going to set you up for more exposure, however, for financial gain. Was that your intention when you were sitting at the table to make sure they knew that your ideas were not just fluff, that they weren't to be dismissed, that with these ideas came financial, because that's the name of the game, Right. Even if you have great ideas, if they don't translate into money makers, it doesn't matter. Yes, there is a lot of purposeful intention in what I would bring to those meetings and discussions. For one, I truly believe that if you are invited to a meeting, it's because somebody believes that you have value to bring. So you should be there and you should be a contributor. Anybody who's invited to a meeting that doesn't contribute lost an opportunity and may not be reinvited because they didn't contribute. So that's very important. And I believe that and I and I act on that all the time. The other thing is understanding what's valuable. And you're talking a lot about revenue generation, and that's always important. But I think keeping your ears and eyes open to understand what leadership values for their company. And every year that can absolutely change. But what is the mindset of leadership? What is the vision? Where is the CEO trying to take this company? And then how can you, how could I contribute ideas to help that person succeed in that quest? And when you align yourself with that and you bring innovative ideas and then you activate them and direct them, and then you successfully deliver them, now you are bringing valuable actions and productivity that's quantifiable and qualifiable. And that makes you indispensable. Indispensable, yes. And brilliantly said. And I think when you have established yourself, bringing, and we're going to come back to next women, So when you went to them with this idea, they didn't poo-poo it. 
because they know they knew your track record. They knew who you were. And if you were bringing this to the table, it was worthy. So talk to us about Next Women and your impetus for founding it, developing it and bringing in those people in your industry that are aspiring to leadership roles. So the mission of Next Women is to identify, prepare, and advocate for women who aspire to leadership roles in the local broadcast television industry. They can work at television stations. They could work at related research companies, marketing companies, ad tech companies, and on our customer side at agencies and advertisers. And the pitch, if you will, to the board was that we seize the moment. So it was in late 2019 that I took this initiative to the board. And I went not just with a concept or a nugget of an idea, but with actual analytics that showed a lot about women in the roles and the the number of women in variety of roles in our industry and the opportunity for women and the research that you can find widely on on the internet about the value that diverse leadership, and in this case, we were talking specifically about women, brings quality and expertise and value to leadership teams. And we're also, you know, right in the throes of the Me Too movement, a lot of awareness about boards becoming more diversified with more women and corporations becoming more diversified. So I also saw that as an opportunity to seize the moment and seize the energy. So for me, I also, for me, I looked at the opportunity in the time in 2019. I brought analytics, data, insights about our industry and insights about women's roles in business and presented an opportunity so that our industry could demonstrate that they were embracing women in very proactive and valuable ways. And I presented a plan that gave us a chance to wade into it in a very safe way. And also, I presented an opportunity where we could get underwriting support so that we showed that we had the support of the industry and we had financial backing. And Here we are, fast forward two two years later, and tell us a little bit about the successes, because I have seen it grow over the years, and it's morphed into very, from where it started and what you were doing to what you're doing now. What's changed? I'm sure you've changed with the times a little bit. Tell us a little bit about where it is now in its two and a half years and what it has actually done for these women that you have touched. So we started and launched in March of 2020, which was an extraordinary challenging time. And we quickly identified that what women needed right then in that moment was professional coaching. And Terry, I leaned on you and and some other women that I know in that space. And we brought messaging and webinars and communications and conversations to the women in our industry who were trying to navigate an instantly 
remote work environment, managing teams, managing households, managing children, managing their careers. And there was a whole host of needs and we jumped right on it. We then sort of took a back step and you know focused out a little bit to what are the bigger picture for women? What does effective communication look like for women? What is the inspiration that women can derive from hearing from executive women that have made it to the top? And we launched a series of coffee with interviews with professional executive women in our industry, which we continue to do. We also have been doing some work in mentoring, and we did six months of mentoring programming to help people identify how to be a mentor and how to be a mentee and what the benefits to those relationships can be. And then we moved into DEI. And so we're looking at diversity, uh, we're looking at equity, we're looking at inclusion. And what does that mean in terms of helping women advance in their careers and also be excellent managers? And we've broadened that out to include male allies. So we're not just focusing on women for women, but we're looking to get the support of the male allies in their professional worlds to come along. And we're providing education and information for them. For next year, we are actually going to be starting a new set of content, and it's called So You Want to Be, dot, dot, dot. So you want to be a local sales manager. So you want to be a general sales manager. So you want to be an anchor. And we really want to drill into very specific career paths in our industry and help women that have a sight on some type advancement into these spaces, media technology, analytics, big data. There are so many areas that there are crossover skill sets that women can take from one line of work into another That's often they feel shut off from or don't have open doors to, and we want to help them find their ways to navigate those paths. We have now over 1,700 members of the Next Women's Program, which is generously underwritten by Wide Orbit since its inception, which makes it possible. And in 2022, we expanded that so that we now have about 25 supporting partners. These are companies that are broadcast companies that own television stations or companies that provide related services and industry like Nielsen, Comscore, BIA. These are companies that have identified the value that Next Women brings to our industry and they want to be part of it. How, how are they part of it? What do they do? Do they support financially, emotionally? So they support financially, first and foremost. Um, We return that gift with lots of recognition and marketing and sharing their logos and acknowledging them as supporters of this Next Women's program. And they allow us to dip into their executives and into their information and data and resources so that we can continue to build wonderful programming. So when you started this in 2020, did you ever think it would get to this place today? Maybe you hope. No, you know, it it felt like a good idea at the time. I felt in my gut it was the right idea at the right time and that we would build it. And I knew we could promote it 
but I didn't know if the women would come. And part of the way we have built it was to make it accessible, not scary, not intimidating, not extra work on their plates, but finding ways to give them the scaffolding, the information, the tools, and the thinking, the ideas of things that they could consider. We did a session. It's one of my favorite sessions, actually. We talked about the impact of your partner, your life partner, and your relationship, your personal relationship on your career development. One tiny little piece of that talks to the fact that in our industry, women, men have to move, literally move geographically in order to go up the ranks in the television station business. You know, you smart start in a small market and you move your way up to a big market. But that means relocating. And if you are married and you have children, it's extremely disruptive to families. Historically, men relocate their families for career advancement on a regular basis, but not women. And so what does that mean? And how does that get in the way of women's potential advancement? And we had these wonderful senior executive women who had done some of that in their career. It was just one aspect of the relationship conversation. And we talked about how women can broach that with their family and with their partners and maybe early in their relationships and establish an understanding of what they plan to do with their careers and what that means and to make sure their partner's on board. And so those are the kinds of things we dig into in Next Women. I think it's amazing, you know, especially this part where it's in the past, it's been acceptable, right? That men have said, hey, we're moving to Kenosha, Wisconsin, because I've got a great job, but it's not been so acceptable for a woman to talk to her family and say, hey, I'm moving to Padunk, Iowa for a promotion. It's you don't hear about that. So I love that from where you've started to where you are, you have so opened the lens and let in every possible corner of the business landscape for women where it's always been a man's, there's always the past scripts that we all followed at some point, but those scripts have changed, especially for women where they're not cornered and put into a box. They now can say, hey, my company's moving me to wherever. Are we going? Can we go? I'm going. And it's just so amazing to see what you and those certainly around you have done to create this. And just quickly, what have been some of the response to some of these people that have been involved in hopefully these conversations, these coffees have created change? If you could add one or two things about how they've created change for you and for those that have participated. Well, for me, I can say that I learn something myself in every one of the sessions that we produce. Often it's something that you know, but it hasn't really rolled to the front to your consciousness, and you have aha moments constantly. And for me, I love taking those nuggets 
and using them in the mentorship work that I do and taking them on myself in my own career aspirations. For the women that have been involved, I see a pattern of women that are regular attendees to our programs. I hear from those women on a regular basis that they've gotten value, that they've gotten new ideas, that they're thinking about their career differently, that they're having conversations with their bosses that they couldn't have imagined doing and getting results that they couldn't have imagined happening. So overwhelmingly, I think that there is a measured increase in female and women's empowerment across our industry and those 1,700 women that are participating. Women empowerment. And certainly you have been a role model in using your voice and your platform to help create change in your industry. If there was one last thing you'd like to add to our listeners about using your platform, using your voice, being out there, what would that be? So one last thing that I think I would like to share is to remind people to trust themselves. We so often have what we need already available to us, and the challenge is to activate it. We generally have good instincts. We have amazing skill sets. We have communication skills. We have talent. But we also hesitate for whatever reasons hold us back. And I think if we just trusted ourselves and we stepped out and did something all the time on a regular basis that scared us and just put ourselves at risk a little bit more, we'd find that there was so much more to be gained. So I think the last piece of advice is trust your gut, trust your talent, trust your instincts, and step up. I couldn't have said it any better. What a wonderful addition for this great conversation. Abby, thank you so much. It has been enlightening, inspiring, and you are one of the most inspiring people that I know. Thank you. Terry, you're, you're so welcome. Thank you very much for the opportunity. You're very welcome. Thank you for joining the conversation. For related content on extraordinary work, visit my website, trycoaching.com. I'll be back in two weeks with another conversation. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and be sure to subscribe to future podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Always remember, when you work with passion and purpose, your work can become extraordinary. You'll want to listen as my next guest, Michelle Quay, international speaker, coach, and author, talks about being permanently disabled in a car accident at age 11 and how her life's transformational journey helped her become the champion that empowers women to get to the top of their mountain one courageous step at a time.